and welcome to episode 37 of the Odd World News Podcast. This week's episode is titled Pennsylvania Clocks and Records. Odd World News is a weekly podcast where we cover the strange and peculiar news that has occurred throughout the world. If you'd like to follow along with this week's episode, you can find the show notes in your podcast application of choice or by going to oddworld.news slash 37. Here are the stories for the week of August 23rd, 2015. Some like it hot. One of the topics that seem to come up on this show is semi-trucks crashing on the road. Lucky for us, this story is not one of those. The topic that may be gaining traction is breaking world records. We have another Guinness World Record broken. In 2011, in Cancun, Mexico, a record for the longest tamale was set at 66 feet long. Well, this record is no longer. A group of people in Belen, New Mexico, now made the world's longest tamale. In order to celebrate the state's heritage, a team of more than 30 chefs assembled a 116-foot and 7-inch long tamale. Organizers state that the ingredients were provided by Bueno Foods. Some of the ingredients included 120 pounds of masa and 50 pounds of green chili. The team plans to submit all of the required documentation to the Guinness World Records in order to receive their official recognition of the achievement. Giant Mess August and early September means the beginning of the school session. School leads to high school football games. In order to prepare for games, teams must practice and sometimes even conduct practice games against other squads. This is what happened between Black Jack Valley and Penn's Manor in Pennsylvania. The scrimmage had to be moved to the practice field due to a gaggle of geese. The gaggle consists of 65 geese. They've taken over the football field and made it their own personal restroom. Blacklist Valley Superintendent John Mastillo has stated, quote, To err on the side of caution, the district has reached out to a wildlife solutions company to assist in persuading the geese to move on. End quote. Castillo also states that he is not aware of any health issues related to the goose droppings. But, quote, I'm erring on the side of caution that there is a possibility. End quote. Gotta get clean. There have been a couple of episodes of this show where we've covered intruders into homes. Well, we have another one for this week. A 44-year-old Erie, Pennsylvania woman woke up to find a 24-year-old man in her home. Sadly, this is not a new phenomenon. However, what is a bit out of the ordinary is that this man was taking a shower and doing his laundry when the woman woke up. The man has been arrested on charges of criminal trespassing, disorderly conduct, public intoxication, and loitering and prowling at night. Time Crunch Some individuals have a distinct order in which they wish to travel through life. The order, which some consider traditional, is to date, get married, buy a house, and have kids. In today's society, this order is not always followed. Sometimes the entire order is thrown up into the air. It is not known for a fact if one Houston couple had the traditional order in mind or not, but it sure seems that way. One of the biggest decisions for any wedding is where to hold the ceremony. Some couples choose to have it in a chapel, others opt for an outdoor wedding. Yet, some others choose to go to Walmart. Even with this, this couple did not necessarily get to choose the location of their wedding. A Houston woman was having an ultrasound on Friday when she went into labor. She did not want to have her kid until after she was married. Fortunately for her and her fiancé, their marriage license had arrived just the day before. The couple called the chaplain and asked a group of hospital employees to join them in their marriage ceremony. 
After the wedding, the bride was prepared for a cesarean section, and their daughter then arrived a few hours later. Forward thinking. Mother Nature can be unpredictable. When it comes to thunderstorms, hurricanes, and even snowstorms, humans have some sort of warning. The same cannot be said for tornadoes and wildfires. Both of these occurrences can quickly turn dire and result in loss of property, including homes. Washington State has been experiencing a significant number of wildfires this year. One Washington State man built his home in 1999. When he built the house, he knew of the risks that the area where he was building faced. He decided to build his house anyway. The man was about 30 miles from his house when he received a voicemail that there was a wildfire headed towards his home. After racing home, he moved three vehicles off of his property so that they would not get damaged. The fire was coming from the north. The man decided to soak himself and the north side of his building in order to protect it from the flames. The man then went inside and watched the fire drift by. About a minute later, he emerged. His house did not sustain any damage. You may be wondering how this is possible. Well, the man thought ahead back in 1999 and built his house out of concrete. The man indicated that a service pole did get damaged, which resulted in a loss of power. He states, quote, The building survived as it's supposed to. I was surprised the outside of the building did not have any damage at all. The whole 20 acres is just scorched. End quote. Too cozy. A Pennsylvania woman came down her stairs, noticed something was not exactly right. When she investigated, she noticed that her purse was gone, as well as a jar of cash. The recliner had been moved, and multiple cabinets were open. On top of all of that, she found out that her back door was open and that her fire safe was also on her back porch. To add even more to all of that, her basement door had been pried open. She decided to call police. When the police arrived, they did a search and noticed that the garage light was on. When they peeked inside, they found a 21-year-old man sleeping in a wicker chair in the woman's garage. Alongside him, on the floor, was another woman. In the man's lap was the woman's purse, the one that he allegedly stole, and several other items. As police continued their search, they found a black pry bar at the bottom of the stairs. Alongside the pry bar, a wicker laundry basket was found in the middle of the basement. Inside of the wicker basket were numerous copper pipes and fittings that were typically stored elsewhere. The 21-year-old man has been charged with burglary, criminal trespass, receiving stolen property, theft, loitering and prowling at night, and criminal mischief. The man has been jailed in lieu of a $50,000 bond. As of this recording, no charges have been filed against the woman found sleeping on the garage floor. Keeping up. There's a phrase that sometimes people use. You can set your clock by X, where X is a person, place, or thing. Some Londoners may have stated they could set their clocks by Big Ben. Well, that may not be entirely accurate. The British Broadcasting Corporation Radio 4 program broadcasts the bongs live at 1800 or 6 p.m. every night. BBC Radio 4's presenter, Eddie Mayer, was waiting for the distinct bongs to arrive. Typically, they begin 23 seconds to the hour. This day, though, they were six seconds late. Paul Robertson, a clockmaker at the Palace of Westminster, states, quote, We are not 100% sure why it happened, end quote. He states that the chimes are based on the clock's pendulum. The movement can be affected by barometric pressure and temperature. Robertson continues, quote, He has known the clock to be as much as four seconds out in the past decade. End quote. There are times when the palace has to adjust clock three times in a week, 
then can go three weeks without having to adjust it. Chris McKay, a fellow at the British Horological Institute, says Big Ben's clock, quote, usually keeps exceptional time. It is significantly more accurate than other public clocks, end quote. Clocks have been known to be off or not working at all. The Balmoral Hotel in Edinburgh, Scotland, purposely runs three minutes fast. Robertson states, quote, it is 156 years old and has been running pretty much nonstop. If it were a steam engine, it would be in a museum, end quote. You are right. There are times that you know that something is absolutely true. This happened to a Myersdale, Pennsylvania couple. The couple thought the home next to theirs was a fire hazard. To protect their own home, they opted to buy the house and the lot next door. The couple intended to tear it down. The couple was correct in their thinking. The house did indeed catch fire. Now that's not the oddest part. They were at the county courthouse signing the deed to the home when the fire was started. A neighbor saw the flames and called 911 to report the fire. The fire was doused rather quickly. The fire marshal is continuing to investigate, but the start of the fire is considered to be suspicious. Glug glug. In 2014, a cache of 2,447 bottles of wine were confiscated from Arthur Goldman. The liquor was confiscated under Pennsylvania's strict liquor laws. Goldman admitted selling the wine to private enthusiasts. The bottles were worth an estimated $125,000. Goldman reached a settlement with the state police, allowing him to reclaim 1,043 of the bottles. This leaves 1,404 bottles left to be disposed of. Where should they go? Well, one institution would like to claim them as their own. Chester County Hospital in Westchester, Pennsylvania, has filed a petition seeking custody of the wine. Their petition is based on a strange loophole in the law that allows forfeited liquor to be, quote, delivered to a hospital for its use, end quote. If the petition is granted, the hospital would hope to resell the wine for charity. A judge must determine whether the state law intended wine donations to be used for medicinal purposes or whether the hospital can legally sell the wine. Trooper Adam Reed, a state police spokesman, says that in the past, forfeited liquor has never been turned over to a third party. Liquor Lists Illinois' second largest city, Aurora, is making changes to their liquor laws. The first change is that they are not going to allow any bars to open before 9 a.m., except on Sundays when they can open at 7 a.m. While this affects a minimal number of bars, it is a change for any third shift worker who wanted to grab a drink after work. The second change is really the odd portion of the changes. The city will now create a, quote, habitual drunkard list, end quote. The list will be provided to businesses that sell liquor. The contents of the list will be those who the police and fire department have to transport six times or more in a 120-day period. Those on the list will be banned from purchasing liquor. For the taverns and packaged liquor places, it would be illegal to sell liquor to those on the list. There is no indication as to the fine that would be levied for any establishment that does sell alcohol to those on the list. The idea for the list came from Madison, Wisconsin, which has a similar law. And that concludes this week's episode of the Odd World News Podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode and all previous episodes at oddworld.news. You can follow us on Twitter at underscore oddworldnews. If you'd like to submit a story or send feedback, you can email us at oddworldnewspodcast at gmail.com. 
If you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe in iTunes and follow the Amazon link on the left side of the website. Thanks for listening, and we will be back next week.